Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. It's Ty Power's Big Footy Final Sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy Final Sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. Joining us now to talk Champions League, the first day of the Champions League group stages was today and uh, joining us to talk about that is former White Sky commentator Jacob Spoonley. G'day mate, how are you? Good, good. How you going? Yeah, good, thanks, mate. And uh, a bit of a turn-up. The first game, really, of the Champions League group stage throws up an upset. Dinamo Zagreb won Chelsea nil. Um, we've seen that, you know, all is not well behind the scenes. I don't think at Chelsea, I don't think Thomas Tuchel is particularly happy. But, man, this is still a massive upset. It is, it is. And, look, the thing we've talked about before, there's been a lot of chat about who the first number of Premier League managers might go this season. And um, people are obviously looking towards Frank Lampard and Steven Gerrard, potentially even Brendan Rodgers, um, now that Scott Parker's gone. But I actually think Thomas Tuchel's very much on the hot seat. That's something that we've talked about before. Now, this will be a, another uh, nail in the coffin, if you will. Um, going to Croatia, which is you know, a hard place for any team to travel. It's a very hostile environment. Um, but he's expected to come away with the points here. Um, this team has won and Zagreb, which is considered to be the poorest team in the group. So um, this is definitely a stumble by Chelsea, and it did really go to a script that we'd expect from an upset in the Champions League, which is um, an assertive start from Dinamo Zagreb, an early goal, and then um, Chelsea piling on pressure with some great defensive efforts from Zagreb, in particular a couple of key saves. Yeah, they, they, they went really well. I mean, they're unbeaten this season at Dinamo Zagreb. And I thought they might be, there, there might be uh, some value in them for the draw, but I didn't see them getting the win here. I mean, Thomas Tuchel, he's, he's got Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang in, so he's got that, that central striker, that nine. He didn't look 100% just yet. He probably hasn't had time to integrate with the team properly. But, uh, I mean, from the outside looking in, you know, if you're Thomas Tuchel, what's the first thing you're working on? I think he's got a bet in the signings that he's had. He's made this season, mate, to be perfectly honest. Um, they've got a number of players that have come in last minute. Um, there's already been quite a lot of um, rotation within the squad under his particular reign. So it's really a case of deciding, I think, who he wants to uh, charge to make sure that his job is safe and that this club is settled for the rest of the season. Um, Fofana, for example, is an exciting player, but he's only had a number of weeks, and that's hours on the training field with this team. Yeah, he hasn't had long. He hasn't had long, uh, and it's all to do um, for Thomas Tuchel. So uh, we'll see how that ends. It could well end in tears. i tell you what, mate, my multi this morning ended in tears. I, I got three or four come in, and I was sure that Shakhtar Donetsk, with all their Brazilians gone because of the uh, Russian invasion, wouldn't have enough for RB Leipzig. 
They were paying $12 at kickoff, but they managed to win 4-1. Never saw that coming, Jacob. <laughs> no, no. Um, and I think it's one of those great uncertainties, isn't it? It's not often that we have a team in the Champions League that's playing out of such a disruptive, worn-torn context. And it seems to be a really kind of galvanising feature um, and uh, Shaka Donetsk, rather, um, playing um, as if they were for the whole of Ukraine. So a real upset there over RB Leipzig. RB Leipzig, again, in transition. They're kind of shifting from um, one regime to another at the, at the moment. Um, and there's been some, some player movement um, over the last couple of years where they have lost key pieces. But you'd expect them to come up with at least a performance which was close. Um, and they just haven't done that this morning. And the compounding matter is that they have to uh, travel back to Shakhtar Donetsk, wherever that might be, um, because this is their home game, and it's not the way they wanted to kick off the Champions League. No, not at all, mate. Uh, we also saw Celtic take on Real Madrid. They are in the same group, um, and Celtic performed admirably, I thought, first half at Parkhead. In fact, they probably had the better of the first half. It finished nil all, but they hit the post twice, uh, but Real Madrid just too good in the end. I think this is probably reflective of a number of different things, and uh, that is the final result to Real Madrid. So Celtic started, it wasn't the same sort of Celtic that we see in the Scottish Premier League. They did have the handbrake on a little bit, or they were in third gear. They never really got beyond that. And there was that caution and that respect that um, they gave to Real Madrid. And Pascal, we said they would play the same way, and the team by and large did that. It was just that Real Madrid are so good in this competition, Ricardo. They seem to be built for the Champions League. And they waited, as they have done under Ancelotti. They're very patient. They know their opportunities are going to come. They know the system that they employ is one that does get some benefits and is productive. Um, and we saw not only that patience, but also the depth at times, bringing Eden Hazard off the bench for Carol Benzema. I don't think many teams could do that in world football. And when you're Ange Postecoglou and you're having to not only convince the players that they deserve to be on this particular stage because they haven't been there for so long, um, and you have to then overcome the gulf of resource, it was just too much for Southwick this morning. And the floodgates did really open in that last half hour. So a convincing win for Real Madrid to kick off their Champions League campaign. It was, in fact, you know, I mean, Benzema is a world-class talent, one of the best strikers in the world, but almost not having him there as the focal point of the attack and bringing Hazard on, which meant the front three sort of interchanged positions more, it was more fluid, actually sort of caused more Celtic more problems than Benzema had. <laughs> yeah, well, in fairness to him, he did have to go up against a Celtic side that were very aware of his threat. So, uh, I think Ange tried to take away the key threat for Real Madrid, and that obviously is um, Benzema with his wonderful goal-scoring record of late in the Champions League. But you are right. This Real Madrid team does seem to have a dynamicism to it that makes it different to the Galacticos that we've seen in the past. Um, it's very much a, a team that seems to be um, nimble, that seems to be athletic, uh, and very confident in its own ability. And um, Kamazinga for me is probably the pick of those players he's not one that's really stamped his authority on the starting spot yet but he's quite slight he's, he's quite nifty um, he's not what you expect from a central midfielder who's got um, 
a mindset playing slightly deeper, um, but he still seems to get the job done, both in terms of breaking up play, but also pulling the strings in midfield alongside the likes of Luka Modric. Now, we also saw Manchester City in action this morning. They were away at Seville, um, and... Uh, I mean, Sevilla had a terrible start. They sit just outside the relegation zone in La Liga. They lost most of their defence from last year, and it looked like it. City winning 4-0. This new signing, Haaland, he looks okay. Might score a few this season. He got another two today. Yeah, it's really interesting to see him. He's basically come from nowhere, Ricardo, and I think he's you know really defying all expectations uh, moving into the Premier League. Um, I'd like to see what he can do. The youngster from Norway, not a traditional footballing market, um, and you know it's great for him. You know, really good stuff. Yes. Um, yeah, this is the machine's up and running. The Ricardo, machine is and up. the bulldozers. <laughs> the bulldozers are starting to make its way through um, Europe as it is in the Premier League. So. Um, I think Man City have just turned their mind to the weekend and I think it's, you know, a punctuation point put on that particular result and they leave Spain. End of. Yeah, end of, mate. Uh, The other teams in their group, Borussia Dortmund, beat FC Copenhagen 3-0 and, uh, of course, a few eyes on uh, that Copenhagen starting lineup today, but we didn't get to see all white Marco Stamina. He was on the bench. Uh, Yes. Sorry, I just... (laughs) Ricardo, really poor timing. Yeah, uh, unfortunately, Marco... um, started on the bench and we didn't see him come off and I was kind of casting a particularly critical eye on the performance of Copenhagen watching this morning and I think you'll see all three goals came from um, movement and build-up play that really went through the heart of midfield. So the Copenhagen midfield is is an area where I think if you were looking for maybe some change going forward, you'd kind of point out the defensive structure um, that they employed against Dortmund. Of course Dortmund are fantastic. Of course you've got Marco Royce, Julian Brunt. Um, uh, uh, the name escapes me at the moment. Um, Claudio Reyna's uh, son, Salgio. So you've got those wonderful dynamic players in there and it's going to be a tough question for any side to go into the West Island Stadium and get a, and get a result. However, I think if we, as Kiwis, are being very biased, we're saying there might be a half chance that we do see Marco Samanich in the Superliga or potentially in the Champions League, on the turf in the Champions League, either at Manchester City or Sevilla going forward. And that, again, really is such a surreal um, consideration for Kiwi footballers. A kid that was playing in OLA and in the Team Wellington squad um, at the age of 16, 17, only a few years later, is playing within the cathedrals of European football. Yeah, fantastic. All right, mate. One of those cathedrals uh, that will be battling to be there at the end is uh, the Stade de France where PSG play. Uh, they got underway with a 2-1 win over Juve. Uh, that looks a tight group because Benfica uh, 1-2-0 at home against Maccabi Haifa. I think it's going to be uh, tough to separate those three. Yeah, it is, it is. And I think you know, with Darwin New Year's um, leaving Benfica for Liverpool, the question was, well, what kind of firepower are they going to have in the Champions League? But what they have done is they've given themselves a really credible result against a potentially difficult opposition in a tough group. So they have started putting together that castle of points that would be so important to get them through to the knockout stages and defend the likes of PSG and Juventus. I do believe Ricardo, and I'm not 100% sure on this particular stat, but I think this is the first time that PSG have actually beaten Juventus in eight outings. So um, a good result for them up front, but you would expect that from a PSG side that has the firepower of Mbappe, of Messi, of Neymar, 
um, just to name the most exciting prospects in there. Um, against the Juventus side, that potentially is a little bit understrength. So I think Juventus, they're, they're going to really target those battles against Maccabi Haifa and Benfica going forward. And it is going to be important for them to really start chalking up a couple of wins to make sure they're in the conversation for the knockout stages. All right, mate. Uh, we have more games tomorrow, of course, including your beloved Liverpool. Um, and uh, it's a tough assignment first up away in Naples. Uh, these two teams were in the same group twice in a row only a couple of years ago. And Napoli actually caused Liverpool a lot of problems. Had two wins, a draw and a loss to Liverpool. Uh, how worried are you going into this one, given the injuries uh, and unavailability uh, of some players for Liverpool? No Canate, no Henderson, no Naby Keita, no Oxlade-Chamberlain, Thiago probably not, Carvalho probably not as well. Um, I mean, if you're a betting man, might be a good time to get on Napoli. Uh, look, I think there's a couple of things uh, in there. Let's first off acknowledge the uh, niggle from the Man United fan. But moving on quickly, let's um, look at Liverpool's injury list. Yeah, it is quite astounding so early on in the season that they've got so many injuries, in particular to so many key players. Um, the likes of Thiago and Henderson, I think, are the players that they're going to miss the most uh, in their European ties. Thiago, because the game is perhaps more slightly suited for him at the European level, and then Henderson for the leadership that he's going to offer, particularly when you consider that Liverpool are going to Napoli for this game, um, and Naples is such a daunting environment. It is so loud and so hostile for opposition teams, and you will need that direction and leadership that Henderson just brings an absolute space for this Liverpool side. We saw James Milner really take control at Old Trafford a couple of weekends ago, but it is Henderson that is the on-field general for Jurgen Klopp, and his absence, I think, is going to be keenly felt tomorrow. That being said, um, Napoli are a team that I think pose some danger, but it's not going to be a Napoli team that we used to in the past, where they really did have a number of those key weapons, the likes of Edison Cavani, for example, Insignia. They aren't there, and they'll be waiting for someone else to pop up to really take the threat to Liverpool. Good stuff, Jacob. Thanks very much for coming on, mate. Uh, I, I'm not gonna, Chris has texted through asking what you think the chances of Klopp getting sacked this season are, but that would just be a wind-up, so I'm not going to ask you that. Thank you for uh, mentioning question that you weren't going to ask, Ricardo. I'm still waiting for the wheels to fall off Ten Hag at the moment, mate, because I can't see this being sustainable for Man United. All right, mate. We'll have that conversation when we get to it. Go well, mate. Have a great day. <laughs> you too, Ricardo. Cheers, mate. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.